0: Welcome to the Code Clarity podcast. I'm Jean. And I'm Reena. And in today's podcast, we're talking about all things disease awareness. This is a subject that we get a lot of questions about. So what we've decided to do is to pick um, the top four questions and address them. So without further ado, question one, Jean, over to you. Can you tell us about a recent case ruling in this area?
1: Yeah, there's been a very recent case ruling. It was on um, against MSD and their Stop the Spot campaign. This was a campaign that they had classified as an advocacy campaign because it wasn't just aimed at the public. They had a website for the public. They also had some adverts in the political playbook, which is aimed at policymakers, And it was to encourage people to sign up to, uh, for a, a petition um, to say that the UK needs a chicken pox vaccination schedule. So the complaint was that by encouraging people to sign up for this chicken pox vaccination schedule that they would be increasing the use of their product and cause people to want to know about their chicken pox vaccine. Now mm-hmm. there was the MSD um, I think defended this well um, and they didn't get any breaches at all. The reason I think that they didn't get any breaches was that they were able to demonstrate that right from the start before they even began this campaign they had really considered what they were going to do. Who it was aimed at and what the purpose of the campaign was. So, they were very able to set out very clearly their thought process behind it. And they were able to show that this campaign was about the vaccination schedule, not their individual product. Mm-hmm. And what also helped them was that there's more than one um, chickenpox vaccination on the market. Mm-hmm. So, the panel did rule that the nature of how they'd set up the campaign and also the fact that it wasn't just their product on the market meant that there was no breaches but that leads me to the second question which I would probably rank as the most one of the most common ones we get asked is if you do just have it's only your product that's available on the market can you still do disease awareness or should you just
0: shy away but you can see where this question comes from because if the MSD ruling is saying it's okay because there's lots on the market then somebody could read that and go oh But if there's only one in the market, it can't be okay. When actually disease awareness and its relationship to products, you know, I mean, the whole product question is completely irrelevant. Whether you've got one product or five products, licensed or pre-licensed, it doesn't matter because disease awareness is about disease. So an analogy I tend to use um, when we're training is to talk about a medicine, a prescription only medicine, which is licensed in something like heartburn. If you. Don't think about the brand, right? Because you shouldn't be. You should think about the target audience, a member of the public. Think about what do they need to know about heartburn? Well, they need to know that it occurs with fatty foods, that it occurs late at night, they should sit up after a meal, they should have a glass of water. And in fact, by giving them all this really useful information, we haven't pointed at our product at all because we've thought about a member of the public. So yes is the simple answer. We can of course do disease awareness if you're the only product. The third question is really um, a, one about language. So we hear a lot about campaigns that are disease awareness for HCPs. Can you comment yeah. on that, Jane?
1: Yeah, so that's a no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> disease awareness is quite clearly, it's stated in the ABPI code, disease awareness is for p- the public. So information to HCPs is either gonna be promotional or it's gonna be medical education. It's not gonna be disease awareness. And I think this kind of misclassification can get companies into trouble because then they're not as msd were able to show they're not thinking clearly about what they can and can't do for those they can get confused um, mm-hmm. and i guess the other thing that then we get asked a lot about is that when companies do disease awareness posts or if there's corporate information about the therapy areas that companies are are interested in when does that become disease awareness and you know what about the how it's approved to be put on social media and how people can interact with it?
0: Mm, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Categorisation at the outset is really key and it really plays out in, in um, social media. So if a company, for example, did a really great disease awareness post, It's you know, it's disease awareness when you've read it and you've learned something about the disease. It's a corporate post when all you've learned about is something about your company with no information about the disease. So, a company celebrating World Obesity Day that's about the company, but a stat about obesity and how many people are living with it that's disease awareness. Now, because disease awareness needs to be certified in its final form, it means that if you and I or a company employee came along and reposted that with our thoughts we've actually amended final form and that could then be a breach of the code so it's really if you think that's disease awareness and needs to be certified either just repost it uh, and certainly don't add any of your own thoughts to it okay brilliant <laughs> thanks very much Dean. i think we could probably talk um a, a bit longer about disease awareness but we'll save that for another podcast yes part two
1: thanks very much thank you bye bye we